Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> good. I was asking everybody. Oh. How are you? I'm good. We're here to talk about Sopranos. We are. We're doing a season five... Um, discussion. Discussion. <laughs> Not always, a recap. I always forget what we call these. Hmm. It's hard. It was your idea. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was. <laughs> well, we're here. Um, yeah, I, I love season five. So it's it's cool to kind of take a step back now that it's over and to look at the arc of the whole season, where things started, where things ended, how some characters changed along the way. Um, kind of reassessing some of the major events that happened in the season because it's interesting to see how we got there. Yep. But, yeah, one of my favorite seasons, so. Yeah. I like doing this. No, I think, like, I mean, I, I'm always really intrigued by the passage of time yes. in seasons. And I think particularly this season, there's something for me, because it seems to start in, like, the end of winter. Like, the, mm -hmm. our first scenes of the house, um, the pool's closed, yeah. There's like it's kind of like after winter when there's like the leaves that have been on the ground rotting all winter and yeah. the snow melts. Um it's not like a happy sense of spring. It's kind of like a dreary sense of spring. Um but we get you know, we get into summer pretty pretty quickly. Like by I want to say like around sentimental education, like when Carmela is in the relationship with Wegler, yeah. we start to get this turn to summer and we have a lot of indicators of that. Like we have barbecues happening. We have Carmela's dad's um, surprise party. We have, you know, Mar the episode of Marco Polo. Well, that's in that episode, yeah. Marco Polo. But we have like, you know, Tony... Um, what episode is that where it starts off i think it's unidentified black males where mm -hmm. it starts off with tony and tony b sitting outside like sweating and talking about cooking grilled cheese on a radiator oh, right yeah mm -hmm. so we get into this like heat in the middle of the season um and then we definitely end up in winter i mean yeah. it looks like it's i mean there's snow by the end right so i imagine it's i mean it, i don't we don't have any indication that it's christmas but you know, somewhere yeah. December-ish, I would imagine. And we've just had a lot of death, yeah. right? And so for me, I think this season kind of does follow the seasons that um, that it goes through. We do have things kind of like heat up in the middle. We have a very slow, like the first episodes have this very slow buildup to this season, right? Like we've, we talked about when we talked about the first two episodes, right? Um we have the first episode called Two Tonys, but we're not even introduced to Tony Blundetto mm -hmm. in that episode. Yeah. It's crazy to think about that we've just met Tony Blundetto in yeah. episode two. Mm -hmm. And then now we've left him in... Episode 13. In episode 13. Yeah. Because he's such a... I don't know. He's a character that really sticks with me. Yeah. But no, we only absolutely. have him for a season. And we have a couple characters we've talked about like that. And he's kind of on the periphery for a lot of the season, yeah, too. Yeah, like his airtime. Again, I wish that... Ep God, I loved that YouTube channel that got taken down. <laughs> um, and I didn't ever, I don't think I ever watched Tony Blendetta's it's full character. It's a lesson for art. life. Whenever you find something on YouTube you like, you got to save those videos. You can't download them. Yes, you can. Really? Sure you can. Wow. So glad I can share this with you and everybody else. <laughs> you can download, you, you can just download YouTube Yeah, videos? of course. It was at keepvid.com. They're all out there. Hmm. See you. 
never seen my great collection of jazz videos that have been <laughs> pilfered away. No, I haven't. Well, now I'm really upset because <laughs> I wish I had known that. Could have had it. But yeah, no, like his airtime is really quite short. And, you know, again, like kind of talking about this progression throughout the seasons, we have for him, right, starting off, I don't know why we're just jumping in, I'm just jumping into talking about Tony Blundetta right now, but whatever. Okay. Um, we have him start off in the springtime, which it is like, you know, if you think about it symbolically, like this time of like hmm. rebirth and new growth. And we have him trying to get his massage license. Right. We have him like on this new path. He's fresh out of jail. He's establishing himself in a new community. He's trying to be clean, right? And new and fresh and gets these gets this opportunity to open a, his own massage parlor. Um, and then he really just fucks it up. He really fucks it up. And then we see him in summer, right? Like things are getting heated. You know, we have the situation with um, him being hired to kill, what's Joey his Peeps? face? To kill Joey Pete. <laughs> what's his face, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we have him getting, you know, back into his regular mob stuff. We have yeah. him doing this casino business, yeah. right? Um, and then, of course, we end up with him, you know, going, like, with the death of Angelo Garepe, like, really going pretty wild. Yeah. And killing B Billy Leotardo and kind of just going off the rails and yeah. going missing. And so that kind of takes us into winter. And so his character really, for me does kind of follow this kind of seasonal mm -hmm. arc. And I'm trying to think if there's other characters who also kind of follow that, but maybe it'll come to me well, the as Well, we the seasonality of the, of the season is interesting to me because we start off in early spring or late, like, like late winter mm -hmm. and we end up in the winter. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the seasons kind of reflect the fact for me that a lot of characters kind of end up where they were when things started. Um, so Tony Blundetto is an example of we see somebody who is on a trajectory where he could be going somewhere else, but he ends up being brought back into the mob. Right. And there's so many characters. We have yeah. Tony and Carmelo starting apart, ending up back together. Um, Christopher being sober, ending up back on drugs. There's this kind of depressing... Like return to things, yeah. <laughs> kind of circular nature of everything mm -hmm. always kind of coming back to where it started and feeling like people don't really change. They mm -hmm. end up where they started. And the seasons kind of reflect that because we start and end kind of in the same place. We go through 2004, but in the end we're kind of where we started in a way. Yeah, I think even with some of our, um, I don't want to say lesser characters, but like there's some characters who got less airtime this season, like um, even like AJ, for example, we were talking about a little bit earlier, how he, you know, starts off living with Carmela, right. goes and lives with exactly. Tony, comes back, back to, to Carmela, and then back yeah. with both of his parents, right? Um, like if you look at it over overarching, nothing has changed except as he puts it, it's just fucking weird now. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sure is. But it kind of always was. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Really no, I think that's a good point. Anyways, it just kind of, it just kind of stood out to me with this season. It does like I always do pay attention to that in other seasons as well, but there just seemed to be like more things for me that um, kind of reflected that. Like it was really emphasized by this passage of time. Yeah. In this season. No, totally. And if you think about the opening shots of the season with those 
um, shots of the pool and the house. I mean, they yeah. are really setting an environment and a time. Well, and we, we see those see reflected a number and, of times yeah. throughout the season as well. Yeah. The other thing I think that kind of reflects it for me, this kind of, I don't know, like to go from spring to winter for me is kind of this, well, I guess it's like a slightly upward trajectory, but then it's a really steep decline, like from summer into fall into winter. Um, we start out the season, again, like I said, with these characters who have all come back from jail. Yeah. Right? So we have... Feach, Angelo uh, Gareppe, Phil Leotardo, Tony Blundetto. Lorraine. Right. Um, yeah. Is that it? Yeah, you said Phil Leotardo. Yeah. Um, so we have all these guys get out of jail, and gals, I guess. Um, oh. <laughs> all, all these guys and gal get out of jail. They're kind of this past generation for mm -hmm. the most part, right? I mean, yes, like Tony Blundetto is a contemporary of, Tony's. of Tony's. Phil Leotardo, nobody knows how old that guy is. I don't know who. <laughs> He's Billy's brother. He's <laughs> like 25. I know, but they, they said that Billy is around Christopher's age. Yeah, so Phil's like 29, <laughs> <Okay>. 31. <laughs> he really hasn't aged well in jail, but... He's, he's Benjamin Buttoning. He was in Goodfellas, and now he's just getting older as a... Right. Know, wait, that doesn't make sense. I don't know. No, anyway. no, nothing makes sense. But nothing <laughs> makes sense when it comes to the Leotardo brothers. But so we have these, you know, these guys and gal get out of jail, and they kind of do all have life ahead of them in some ways, right? It is kind of this fresh start. But well, we see that by, <laughs> well, hypothetically, um, by the end of this season, the only one who's left, basically, is Phil, Phil Leotardo. I guess Feach is back in jail. Angela right? Grappe's dead. Tony Blundetto's dead. Lorraine is dead. Yeah. Um, other characters died. We'll get into some of the other ones. But, like, Carmine dies in episode two, I think. Early, yeah. Early. Um, so we see the passage of, like, kind of, like, his empire and then the drama associated with that, right? Like, is it going to be Little Carbine yeah. or is it going to be Johnny Sack? And there's yeah. this whole drama surrounding that. But, um, you know, we we just have this kind of like slow march towards death. And I think that that's reflected also in Junior, kind of with this Definitely. whole generation thing. We have him, I mean, starting off the season already in pretty bad shape, but we have him in Where's Johnny going out on that kind of senile adventure that he yeah. goes out on. And, um, and then, of course, we have him in, I guess, in the last episode of the season when he's really confused when Tony comes to kind of, like, ask him for advice. That's, mm -hmm. We don't see him that much this season. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we do see him becoming more and more aware that he's kind of, like, the last of his... And even regardless of of his awareness, I mean, that generation is just dying out in front of our eyes. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're all disappearing. And including Junior. I mean, Junior is becoming more and more senile. If we look at the last episode of the season, Junior is incapable of offering Tony advice anymore. Mm -hmm. So there is definitely an arc for Junior in this mm -hmm. season. And he does end up somewhere a little bit different because he's more incapable. Yeah. We also have references, too, to, like, the passage of power, right? So in the past, was it just in our last episode? Yeah, I guess it was just in, in episode 13, where we have, like, Polly and Syl talking to Tony about, like, his leadership style and Tony kind of, like, questioning what it is he's going to do as a leader. Yeah. Um, we have Johnny Sack, you know, officially becoming boss 
yeah. of that family. So we have a lot of this kind of like passage of, you know, and again, like again with Junior and Tony, right? Like even though yes, Junior, I guess, is still technically boss yeah. of the family, like he's not doing anything. Yeah. So, you know, we we do have this kind of like passage of power as well as, you know, passage of time. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of references also to Tony's parents, right? Like we yeah. could, that, that's a, an issue we continue, well, he continues to deal with and we continue to kind of explore along with him yeah. because we have that episode in Camelot where we're, we get new information about yeah. um, Johnny Boy, yeah. Soprano, and that there's this kind of like relic from, from his life that's still left here um, that gave us some insight, gives Tony, yeah. I think, some insight into you know, how he really sees his relationship with his dad. And then also, like, you know, along with that, what life was like for his mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. no, absolutely. Um, even also when he's talking to Coach Molinaro, like, there is some mm-hmm. there is some kind of discussion between him and that member of his subconscious about, you know, Molinaro saying he probably blames his dad, but he's saying, no, I's actually more my mom. Which is, you know, he'll never be able to shut up that voice, but that voice is also kind of like ridiculing him for that. But he, did, that is something that's constantly kind of fighting itself in his subconscious. Yeah. And we have like, you know, obviously this is a show about family, so it would be strange if there weren't references. But there's a line that's that was said a couple times. I should have kept note of it. Yeah. But there's a couple times where characters say these family dinners are really important. Like I know Janice says it. Um, yeah, I think Carmela says it. Like, there's a couple references to that, like yeah. what that means to be a family. Again, it kind of links us back into food and stuff like that, which is yeah, so symbolic in this show. But um, yeah, this emphasis and then this emphasis on blood family, like what that means, right? So, like with the entrance of Tony Blundetto, we saw these kind of um tensions that occurred with like him being a blood relative of tony's right which we've seen with christopher before right like tony does treat christopher differently but then even like you know treated christopher differently when tony blundetto came on the scene and then ultimately we see him kind of having to grapple with what that means for him in the last episode where he well in test stream i think yeah but also in with all due respect when he really comes to terms with the fact that he has to kill him yeah so no, totally. He's also very cruel to his family members. Well, that's something about Tony season. that's interesting that I was reflecting on. Because if you look at how Tony changed in season five, I feel like in some ways he does become kind of a worse person. And we were talking about it at various points in the season, like his cruelty towards Janice when he's harping on Harpo. And, you know, not <laughs> harping having... Harping on Harpo. Harping on Harpo. <laughs> new great band name. Um, but, you know, his cruelty towards... Adriana, obviously, and immediately being willing to order to have her killed. Yeah, even also, though we was, we established, like, a connection between the two of them earlier in the yeah. season with Irregular on the margins, margins, right? Yeah. That she's, like, someone who he cares about. Yeah. No, absolutely. And uh, also with Carmela, in terms of the kind of transactionality of the relationship that they get back into... Um, when he's talking to her, he's basically stating outright that nothing's going to change. She just won't know about it. Yeah. So it's pretty hard to empathize with him. But we talked a little bit about how he's kind of getting worse. But it's interesting because if you really reflect on it, I mean, in some ways, like, I wonder about that because he's kind of been exhibiting this behavior the entire show. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's just like he's not changing. 
mm-hmm. at all. Like we're for instance, like when he gets frustrated with him, yeah, for when not he changing. when he yeah. gets back with Carmel, like there's an opportunity to change, and mm. he's actually now the the only difference is that now he's starting to embrace that shitty character. Mm. He's not lying about it as much, mm. or he's not covering it up. He's just putting it out there, mm-hmm. but maybe a little bit more comfortably. Mm. But in some ways, that also returns to that theme of things just kind of going back to where they started. People yeah. aren't changing. They're just basically following a circle back to the beginning. Yeah. There's something for me about the fact that, like, both Tonys in this season live most of the time in their mother's homes. Mm-hmm. And, again, maybe, like, kind of with that generationality thing. But for for Tony Soprano in particular, that he's, like, kind of – his house is a mess, right? He's living in his mom's old home. There's all these issues with, like, you know, his housekeeper and stuff like that. But then he makes this decision to go live at the Park Plaza. Yeah. And then it's after that. Like, I don't know if he goes back even to his mom's place. Yeah. I guess he does. I don't know. Like, I feel like he kind of goes right from that back to living with Carmela. Yeah. Or at least it feels that way. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Like, and I there, there's something to it for me. I can't quite put my finger on it. But it is something kind of around him embracing, like... You know, no longer trying to be this person who he thinks he should be, that he's like embracing his kind of like largesse as mm. boss right. and as kind of like a solo being, like right. who doesn't, like, no one can be close to him, right? nor should they be, really. Right. But, you know, so like, even though, yes, he's like back with Carmela, there's something about that That's trip to stay at the Park Plaza where it's like, yeah, like, this is who I am. I'm kind of like the king of yeah. of this. And I don't have to really owe anything to anybody. And we kind of see that, like, even when he's back home. Like, we, there's two scenes that are really similar. Again, I don't know which episodes. But, like, him sitting on the couch eating, watching the History Channel, right? Yeah. Like, nothing, like, nothing's changed. And he actually, like, he really doesn't even give a fuck. Yeah. He's just going to do what he does. Exactly. Yeah. And right away. Like, right off yeah, the Yeah, right bat. away. Mm-hmm. Right away. Even, yeah. like, in that first night where he comes home, we see him, like, on the couch eating something. Yeah. For me, it relates to Melfi's trajectory over the course of the season because mm-hmm. in the beginning of the season, in the first episode, we have Melfi basically rejecting Tony's advances, Tony trying to engage in a romantic relationship with Melfi. Right. And pretty quickly for me, after Melfi rejects that, she becomes more and more irrelevant to the show mm-hmm. for us. I mean... The times where we do see Tony in therapy, it's just kind of frustrating because there's no movement. Tony's just actively kind of not engaging with what she's trying to put well, out there. Well, and, like, there's so much, like, you know, even with the discussion. I mean, I think there are some good things that come out of his time with Melfi, like discovering this kind of guilt that he's been holding about Tony Blundetto. Mm-hmm. You know, but... He like he can't be honest with her about anything that's going on as usual, and so it just becomes kind of like that, more like, and more futile, right? Like even we've, that we've though, the guilt her. like we think about like later on then in the season where he's yeah. with Melfi and he's talking about how sentimental he is about Tony and how much he cares about him, and Melfi saying we figured this out, right? Like we figured out that this is guilt that's yeah. basically manifesting yeah. itself, and he can't even hold on to that. Right. Like it turns back to his original behavior. Yeah. So we maybe are privy to realizations about Tony's psyche, but he doesn't really mm-hmm. capitalize on them at all. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, I'm just thinking about the bear 
yeah. in this season, right? Like, yeah. so in the first episode, we have the bear come. Good question. When does the bear show up? I think it might be in the first episode. Yeah. I think I think it is. Um, yeah, because we kind of have those scenes of outside. Um, and then we see the bear come back, like before Tony's gonna move back in. Yeah. Um, we see the bear come back, but nobody sees them. And so I think like that's kind of part of it too. Like it's like there's this thing that people kind of used to be able to at least identify as threatening or scary for whatever reason, but kind of then by the by the end, people are kind of desensitized to it, right? Yeah. Like the second time it comes, Carmela doesn't even really notice it. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. There's something about the bear and interesting. Tony. And yeah, it's an interesting... Uh... It's an interesting parallel, yeah. for sure. What else about, like, Tony and Carmela or Carmela? I guess we have, like, Carmela. Her spec house. Well, I think, like, she has that relationship with Wegler. Yeah. Well, we see her, like, with her girlfriends a lot yeah. this season, which is nice. <laughs> it's so nice. Um, and I don't think we see Father Phil this, or maybe we see him once, which Not is that good. that much, yeah. Because I don't like to see him, but... Um, no, we do. Oh, we do at a funeral. Yeah. No, we also see her in confession. With, right. Yeah. Right. Well, that's during sentimental education. The one that education. Peter Bogdanovich That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we do see him. That's right. But so, yeah, we have her kind of grappling with, you know, not being divorced, but being separated and having this other relationship with Mr. Wegler. Yeah. What's his first name? I don't know. Robert. Robert? <laughs> I think so. Hmm. Isn't it? Robert Wegler? I don't know. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. Bob? Bob. Bob. Well, that's the same thing. Well, I know. But does he go by Robert? I don't know. I don't know what he goes by. <laughs> that's probably not his name. Someone can correct us on that. Um, but, yeah, so we have a really grappling with that. And then, of course, like him being able to see who she really is, right? Someone who's pretty usurious. Yeah. And doesn't totally. even really know it in her, doesn't yeah. even really recognize it in herself, how usurious she is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, right. tr treating him like a transaction, right? right? That, like, he can help AJ to right. get into X and Y school. And also um, becoming basically violent at the end, like yeah. turning into somebody who would use the threat of violence. Totally, totally. And then, of course, we have, you know, ultimately when she and Tony get back together, it's kind of over this... Like, I think when we talked about it, I referred to it as, like, a business meeting. It was like, well, what can you do for me in exchange for this, right? Yeah. And where, and she gets the money for the spec house. Mm -hmm. So we see her. Yeah, so by the end, she does have this spec house, which is her little project, right? Yeah. I love the line where she's like, come see the house that your mother is building. Like, mm -hmm. she, you know, and then it's like, she's not really building it. <laughs> like, she's not doing anything. Right, yeah. Um, except, like, thinking about his and hers closets right. i guess but yeah. she didn't drop the plans she didn't like she's just the money yeah really which even that she isn't really not well no exactly so it's kind of like this i don't know sham yeah so what really has changed yeah i mean she f has like the illusion of autonomy and maybe to some degree she does have autonomy in this project but what does it really mean yeah how has it really changed well anything? and what is their relationship like we you know we don't we see them, kind Tony and Carmela, kind of like bonding over AJ wanting to be an event planner or right. whatever. But, you know, we see them kind of being intimate when he first comes back home. And they talk about his, her arm, forearm muscles or whatever, <laughs> wrist muscles. But, um, 
you know, we don't like, do they really have a real relationship or is it purely transactional? I don't know. I don't know what Tony really gets from Carmela. That's, I don't know. I guess she knows him better than other people. Like we have that intimate conversation with them at the end of test stream. Yeah. Where, you know, he's asking, like she is kind of this light for him, you know, is it light where you are? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, know. yeah. It's interesting too for me to think about in terms of the timeline. They're separated for for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Like as we enter this season, they've been separated for about a year. And considering that this goes on from uh, early spring two thousand four to winter of the same year, and they're only getting together near the end of the season, uh, that's a long separation. Mm-hmm. And so, it's interesting also to think about that and and the. Um, the journey that Carmela has too of, of realizing basically how futile stuck it is, is to yeah. fight this and how stuck she is and how difficult it is to break free yeah. of this world. Yeah. 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 Um anything else you have on them? I have other characters I was thinking. Yeah, I have about. other characters too. Yeah. Who else do you want to talk about? Who do you want to talk about? Let's talk about Adriana. Can I talk about Adriana? It's a big one. But in some ways, not. I mean, she—it's crazy. She also doesn't have season. a ton of. She doesn't have a ton of airtime. Yeah. But it's just—it's such a shocker. What happens in long-term parking? That, yeah. That's kind of one of the main things that sticks from this season. That's like one of the main things that sticks with me from this show. Totally. Yeah. Me too. I don't know. It's so shocking. And again, I said this when we were talking about that episode, but like, it never becomes less shocking for no. me. No. And also, it's like, it's one of these things where as it goes on, like, there is a void in the show with her not there. Like, I think that whenever there's a death like that, it does kind of change the feel of the entire world that they create. Mm-hmm. Because without Adriana there, like, it's just bleaker. Mm-hmm. Like, we're moving into a bleaker place. Well, especially with, you know, Chris, like we mentioned Chris using again. And, yeah. um, you know, obviously, like, I can't imagine kind of like the psychological trauma that he's experienced now that with these revelations of she was working with the FBI and then of course what had to happen yeah um because of that um I don't know how you like he tries to make sense of it of it for himself right like and call her a cunt and say that you know it was she was the one who was the bad guy (laughs) kind Mm -hmm. of thing but yeah I don't know like we have the season start out right like we have her um, running the crazy horse and things are looking great. <laughs> <laughs> things are really looking good. No, but you know, like she, you know, we see her in these moments with the FBI, and we know that it's weighing on her a lot, right? Like she's sick. She has yeah. IBS. Mm-hmm. She's um, not doing well. She's brought it up now a couple times to Christopher that she wants them to leave. Yeah. Right. And have this life where Christopher's a male model or a writer. Yeah, it's going to be great. And, you know, and, and so she's, you know, she she's doing the best she can. Unfortunately, there's a murder that takes place at the Crazy Horse, right? Which is when things really start to go downhill. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Christopher be, you know, a number of times quite violent to her. We have... Yeah you know, in, in a regular on the margins is probably actually like our most Adriana heavy episode in some ways, maybe long-term parking Mm -hmm. also, but we have him being, you know, 
pretty extraordinarily violent to her um, when he finds out that she was with Tony driving home or whatever and the guys are telling rumors about her you know giving a BJ to Tony yeah Um, and then of course we have you know the violence before she dies in long term parking where Chris strangles her Mm -hmm. Um, and you know these interactions with her you not to talk about Christopher too much right away but like these events with Adriana do seem to kind of trigger his use of substances, right? Right. So like after that first time where he's upset with her, like and, right. and is violent towards her, he does go off and drink that bottle of vodka yeah. and you know, yeah, go nuts. Um, and then of course we see him using, you know, after she dies, we know that he's high. Hmm. So. Yeah, it's interesting for me to tr- kind of track um, Adriana's route through the season too because i mean yeah when we look at her at the beginning like she's in a stressful place um she's not really fully in control and that's manifesting itself through these kind of health problems that she's having but then it's like there are moments through the season where she's kind of trying to get out she's trying to basically convince christopher to leave the family Mm -hmm. and then it ends up she's dead and christopher doesn't leave so there is that kind of unescapable feeling to mm-hmm. to this family because she does kind of try yeah and but then the, again it's at the same time as she's also trying to get close like they're planning their wedding during this season right. too so like at the same time she's probably also never gonna trying happen. to get yeah closer yeah you know like i don't know yeah it never it never was looking that good for them i guess no it was never looking that good for them that's for sure <laughs> But yeah, um, but it also follows like with Christopher because like if you look at him throughout the season in the beginning in the first episode, he's having kind of misgivings about being a member of the family with always having to pick up the bill and there's this whole thing between right. him and Polly in the first. Right. And then I feel like as the season goes on, he actually is kind of taken out from the inner circle of the group. Yeah, with and he's Tony replaced Blendetto. as a cousin by Tony Blendetto, and then by the end he's back in. Yeah. He's basically where he started. He's Tony's cousin, and he's close, and yep. they're bonded through this thing. Yeah. Kind of something like they were bonded through the death of Ralph Cifaretto last season. Yeah. So things kind of are yeah, back to where they started. Yeah, it's pretty sad when Except there's your, no Adriana. Like, when your familial bonds are strengthened by killing people together. Yeah. Or dealing with people's dead bodies together, or whatever. <sighs> yeah. That's how we met. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Tony didn't really do that with Tony Blundetto. Maybe that's why he had to kill him. Guess so. Yeah. They, yeah. They didn't bond. I'm sure they've killed people before. <laughs> I don't know. Together? Don't know. Together? I don't know. Nice, happy, <laughs> fun time. <laughs> nice cousin. When they had their long hair and they were just romping <laughs> through <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Pat's farm. <laughs> Going and just murdering. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, what? Okay, so what about... I was kind of tracking Meadow and AJ, and they, they aren't that central to the season. And yet there is there are things that happen. Um, Meadow gets engaged. AJ, I feel like, is kind of out of things. But he's always just kind of this, just kind of like 
seemingly hopeless little brat for the whole show. We have him shave his eyebrows this season. I think he gets worse. Like, that scene where he's with Carmella on the stairs and he just, like, runs away. Like, that's a moment where I'm like, okay, well, AJ is becoming a shittier person. Because up until a certain point, he's young and you're like, oh, he's young. Mm. But at this point, it's kind of like, he's getting older. He's in the same place where Meta was in the beginning of the show. Right. And we see him differently than her. And it's getting to a point where it's like, okay, dude. You have to get it together. He's going to go into event planning. He's not going to go into event planning. But he planned such a great party. Maybe he'll start flying helicopters for Donald Trump, like he says later on in the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's had such a long-term relationship with Devin, though. I know. Good for them. Yeah. That's nice. That's good for them. Yeah. I mean, I guess if they... What ends up happening? If they end up up together, then he should be fine, because... Do they break up? We're not going to talk about what happens to AJ and Devin. (laughs) That's not what we do on this podcast. Mm. Um, it's an AJ Devon spoiler yeah. podcast. I think it's interesting with AJ because I think like the whole the thing that's brought up this season with rage and depression, right? That like depression is rage turned inward. Mm-hmm. Like we see that with AJ, we see that with Livia, we see that with Tony. This kind of like you know where they kind of sit on the spectrum from rage to depression right and kind of what triggers them yeah to be angry or be cruel and yeah i think i think aj is definitely inclined to be cruel yeah no absolutely um meadow gets engaged meadow gets engaged to finn again we start off the season like we don't even know finn before the beginning of this season right or do we no we don't know him yeah um we find out his parents might be Annette Benning and Vin McKazian. They're definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I think they are. We don't do we ever meet Finn's parents? But and I'm, they I'm are. trying to ask. Nothing about is everything. So, <laughs> everything is yeah. um, but we have, you know, his little like foray into the mob world. Yeah. Through um, Vito. Through Vito. And maybe that's a storyline that will continue. I don't know. You know, uh, like, <laughs> if anything ever comes up in this show, you can pretty much rest assured that they're going to develop it later. Nothing's yeah. going to ever happen in this show where they just have it and then it goes nowhere. Yeah. That's just not the kind of writers that they are. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, if we look they at that. They kind of plant seeds. Yeah. yeah. No, they're good. They're good writers. Yeah. <laughs> are they? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. I, know. <laughs> I don't know if you knew. We but like no, that. but we see, like, these, like, I was talking about with Adriana, like, marrying into the family, right? We see Finn experiencing this like violence you know like who is who is it um eugene pontecorvo beats up somebody <laughs> it's unimportant we don't yeah oh who is it though oh little polly right and i'm trying to get better at my soprano we have a friend who's very good at being like oh yeah and this guy and this guy and i'm like oh man i always forget that <laughs> um but you know he he sees kind of this violence of the mob and, and experiences it and then in that same episode like chooses kind of after a night of waterboarding from meadow um chooses to get engaged waterboarding <laughs> Well, she's being pretty annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing that happens in season five. Val starts to like Meadow less. No, this started <laughs> a long arc. time ago. <laughs> I know, but it just keeps on getting no, stronger I think, and stronger. I think it's so interesting, though, because I think, like, it's even, like, Tony and Carmella are, like, t- about AJ, like, oh, like, how did Meadow turn out so great right. and AJ is so bad? It's, like, they're both just spoiled. Right. 
and in their own ways and yeah. damaged in their own ways like yeah like on the outside one looks slightly right. better than the other but um i don't know anyways it just is interesting to me it's interesting to me that i would have ever kind of like had sympathy for the character of meadow or thought she was a great character or she mm. no i take it back she's a great character yeah but that she was some kind of like good character in this show she has her moments yeah but it's getting pretty shitty yeah <laughs> yeah who else or what else or Who how else? else? Or what else? We have Johnny Sack. I think we kind of mentioned like Johnny yeah. Sack becoming boss of the New York family. Yeah, and in the beginning of this season, we have him kind of still mad at Tony because of him not pulling out a hit on Carmine. Obviously, right. the tensions that are existing throughout the season. But they kind of, for a brief second, end up being resolved before Johnny is brought to prison. So at the end of the season, we're definitely setting up the new one mm-hmm. with Johnny in a very different place than he's been Getting up until brought this in by point. The feds, yeah. yeah. And Tony somehow escaping that. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Tony. Totally. Except dropping that gun. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel about season five. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it was a great season it was good season five was fun yeah thank you david chase yeah um so so important we, stuff we mentioned it in Disclaimer. a few episodes um we're a little bit ahead when we tape these sometimes sometimes <laughs> um, right now we're a little bit ahead but we are mo- it's, it's april you and... might have noticed we were a little bit ahead when all due respect, accidentally came out <laughs> on the wrong day. <laughs> yes. Um, that that was a giveaway. But we'll be posting this episode, and then we'll be taking a break probably until around the beginning of May. Probably. Is my guess. And yeah. we're sorry for that. We apologize. But... We've been very committed to doing this two times a week. Yeah. Um, but we will be back very soon. We're just moving and there's a lot of yeah. things happening. And we're going to try to stock up a little bit so that we can release them on a And then we'll be basis. smooth sailing till the end. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, it's really downhill from there. So, so. we're going to be done by the summer. Talking about seasons. We started in the summer. We Did we start summer. in the summer? What does it mean? August or something? I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. It's been... Um, <laughs> tiring (laughs) (laughs) it's been utterly exhausting yeah but anyways uh in the meantime feel free to email us please and especially if you have things that you want us to talk about in season six exactly a or b yeah um or or things that we're not pronouncing right you helped me find out that i pronounce capo very incorrectly Yes. Not capo. We were pronouncing it capo. We practiced. We won't do it again. He's a musician, so there is a thing called a capo in music. Not. (laughs) Yes, I guess so. So it's not his fault. It's not something I tend to use, but (laughs) I I didn't say. I said there is a thing called a capo. My brain goes to music terms. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we'll see you in May. Yes, we'll be back very soon. In May. This feels great. Yes. Okay. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Email us. Yes. Bye. Bye.